For Saturday, May 5th, 2018, it's Voice from the Void, a podcast about the Star Drifter space opera series, Episode 2. The world you see, and I will hold you down if love is still Hey everyone, I'm David Collins Rivera, the creator, writer, and reader of the Star Drifter novels, short stories, and audiobooks. Today, we're covering a topic of great interest, to me, anyway, the Alliance of Independent Nations, or AIN, A-I-N. The Alliance is one of the four supernations, or territories, of this future time. It's big, sprawling, chaotic, and full of adventure. But before we get into all that, let's go over the latest news. As of this episode, I'm up to Chapter 4, Draft 1 of Star Drifter Book 4, All He Surveys. Is he keeping track of that? I'm at nearly 30,000 words after 12 days. I did take the weekends off, though, so it's like, what, eight days of work or whatever. I started the actual writing process on uh, the 24th of April, 2018, so that's not bad for me. If I can keep up this rate, which is not guaranteed at all... I'll be done with draft one in late June or early July of this year. Then the drafting process begins, and I have no timetable for that just yet. We'll see what we see. Let's see. I've also been working on preparing book two street candles for paperback format. This is turning out to be a big job. I knew it would be, and here we are. I'm poking away at it in my free time, so... Don't expect this thing to come out soon. I'm not sure how big it's going to be, how much it'll cost, or any of that. When I know, I'll report it here. Let's see, next, uh, my Patreon page went live this week, or really, technically last week, like a Friday or something. It's been exciting and fun and scary. Some of my Patreon sponsors get to hear this show first before anyone else, so if you're listening at some point in the future... Uh, what did I say today was? May 5th, 2018? You may want to consider going this route, the Patreon route, to get it fresh off the vine, as it were. Just a thought, not a requirement. Finally, this weekend, I'll be taking down any lingering audio short stories that were released through the newsletter and putting them where they belong, in certain folders and keeping things organized. This includes the Moses Arizona and Eddie Kay stories. Uh, That would have been the last Moses story duet and the last Eddie Kay Christmas quickie. Both of those... Moses AZ and Eddie K both will be getting their own download sites soon, just like the ones I have for the Star Drifter stuff. This is just organizational news, but if you missed anything recently, let me know and I'll get it to you. Okay? And that's it on the news. Okay, today's feature is on the Alliance of Independent Nations, or AIN. I went over the history of the Star Drifter Galaxy last episode, including the highlights of the Alliance's origin. Today, we'll talk about what it is and analyze, to an extent, why it is like it is. What's awesome about AIN? What's crappy about it? 
There's a lot going on, and really, I could do a podcast just about this place. A whole podcast dedicated just to the Alliance, and I actually did consider it at one time. But I'll leave that to a rabid fan sometime in the far-off misty future, because I have other stuff to do, and you probably have other stuff to listen to. As mentioned in the last app of this podcast... AIN came about as a hastily assembled collection of independent space settlements almost immediately after the collapse of a previous organization called the Coalition of Free States. The coalition was weak without the ability to respond quickly to crises, either military, environmental, economic, or political. AIN, as a political body, at least in theory, is a representative democracy. It is broken up into four sections. A senatorial branch made up of voting member states, an executive branch made up of a chancellor elected by the Senate, a bureaucratic branch of non-elected employees called the Authority, which oversees and enacts the laws, policies, and administrative aspects of the government. And this, in turn, is overseen by various senatorial committees. And finally, fleet made up of non-elected military specialists. In the early days, throughout much of space, piracy was a big problem. Several important space stations, asteroidal outposts, and well-known meetup points for ships in deep space, sometimes called islands, became pirate havens. Many of these did not survive this period of history, but many did, eventually going legit, and some even eventually joining the Alliance as full members. Under the Alliance Charter, which acts as the overarching laws of establishment and guidance for AIN, a military body with a strong interstellar fleet of warships was formed. That's FLEET, with a capital F. It is a distinct and important branch of the Alliance government. Extensive and distributed army and water-based forces, sometimes called the wet navy, are sourced from member states. Think of it like how United Nations combined forces are today, only more formalized. These army and oceanic forces are considered subordinate military bodies to fleet and are administrated through it. Any member state that joins AIN helps support fleet through internal taxation and is in turn entitled to its protection. Additionally, any non-member states within the stellar boundaries of AIN territory may be subjected to its direct influence or benefit from humanitarian aid in times of crisis. This happens on a case-by-case basis and is subject to a great deal more oversight than usual for political reasons. Fleet's power, ultimately and hierarchically, is concentrated into a single individual, an admiral holding the highest rank of all officers in fleet, Admiral Platinum Class, often just referred to as Plat. Only one person may hold this rank in fleet at any one time, and there tends to be a regular turnover in the position due to various legal and procedural factors. Platt is directly answerable to the Alliance government, primarily through a senatorial fleet oversight committee. But by law, they also have a seat in the Chancellor's Advisory Council and one in the Authority's top-level steering committee, ensuring that fleet interests are heard by all branches of the Alliance government. 
Fleet was established within the first draft of the Charter with a stated mandate to not only protect the Alliance from all enemies, foreign and domestic, but also to seek out and destroy piracy when, where, and in whatever form it may present itself in space. Clearly, Fleet is worthy of an episode all its own, and we'll get to it eventually. The Jardin star system is considered to be the Alliance capital, but in point of fact, only about half the senatorial branches assembled there, and no other branches of the government have substantial headquarters or presences in the Jardin system. The Ain government is a distributed body. Its different branches are centered in different locations throughout space and are kept in continual communication through a vast collection of automated and manned mail ships operated jointly by both fleet and authority branches of the government. Before AIM came into being, the coalition was looked down upon by most analysts within the Empire as a largely symbolic collection of third world states and small tyrannies, bureaucracies, and political experiments. Much of the territory was believed to be a savage expanse of space subject to lawlessness, corruption, and inefficiency. With the rise of the Alliance and its strong legal components, and fleet special attention on piracy and privateering, shipping, entrepreneurial endeavors, and commercialism as a whole blossomed within the established borders of the Alliance. This period of history is sometimes called the Miracle Years. After the Civil War that broke up the Empire into Imperial and Church space, that is to say concurrently with the Star Drifter stories written to date, Ain and the Empire are roughly the same size population-wise and economically speaking. Following next in number of citizens is church space, though it lags last in economic terms. Corporate space comes next economically, though some argue it should be higher in this ranking due to its diversified fiscal structure and holdings in the other territories, but it trails in terms of population. The Alliance has an active interest in pursuing relations with the other territories, but these are not always peaceful. Border skirmishes between Ain and the other territories crop up from time to time, and treaty negotiation and oversight is seen as a fundamental part of maintaining the peace. Fleet tends to have a big hand in this part of things, since it's tasked with maintaining the integrity of the Alliance border. Now, Structurally, AIN allows the nations within one or more star systems to join as individual member states. For example, a terraformed planet might have dozens of different countries on it. Any of these may be eligible for membership in the alliance as individual voting members. As a result, the Senate now has well over a thousand member seats. For security and practical reasons, these members are never assembled all together in one place at any one time. There are dozens of senatorial assemblages, as they are called, in different star systems. And again, they are kept in constant contact with each other. Now, the criteria for membership in the Alliance can be complicated, involving things like the size of populations and economies, internal stability, relationships with other member states or other territories, and a host of other things. 
Membership is voted upon by a Senatorial Membership Committee, or SMC, which also sees to the adhering of these requirements by all members or applying states. AIN Intelligence Branch, which, despite its name, is not one of the four fundamental divisions of government in and of itself, but rather a subdivision of the senatorial branch, and yes, it deserves special attention in its own episode, and we'll get to that. AIN-IB, as it's called, maintains an internal auditing task force designed to collect information about applicant states and or members suspected of membership violations on behalf of the SMC. Now then, one of the most important elements to note about membership in the Alliance is that the exact forms of member governments is, by charter, not specified. Assuming the applicant state meets certain minimum human rights standards, including, but not limited to, food, clothing, and shelter, the structure of their internal governing bodies cannot be taken into consideration when being voted upon by the SMC. This means capitalist nations might be sitting side by side with socialist nations, benevolent dictatorships, unelected oligarchies, and pretty much everything else. The rights to free expression, a free press, protest, or even social, economic, or ethnic enfranchisement are not guaranteed by the alliance. Another example, a member state may not allow political protests in the street and may be allowed under the alliance charter to take steps to stamp out such things. Accusations of human rights violations may be lodged by individual citizens of any member or applying state to the SMC, which may or may not refer it to AIB for further inquiry. So, just because you live in or on a member state that gets to vote in the Alliance Senate doesn't mean you necessarily get to vote for anything yourself back home. Then again, you might. It depends on where you live. As a general note, some form of capitalism is common to most, but by no means all, member states. One notable freedom enshrined by the Alliance Charter is an individual citizen's right of emigration. Under this right, any citizen may be allowed to relocate to another member state without hindrance or penalty from their home state. You must be allowed to leave if you want to, unless under indictment for or convicted of an Alliance-recognized capital crime. Note that this does not include any kind of corresponding right of immigration. If your home nation is an AIN member, it cannot prevent you from moving somewhere else. However, no other state is required to take you. If you want to move, you can, but it's up to you to find some place to go. This aspect of the Charter is believed by some to cause periodic humanitarian crises, and proposals to change it come up for debate in the Senate from time to time, but so far, no joy. Finally, the economy of the future, including that of AIN, is complicated and worthy of an episode of its own. In short, though, all four supernations utilize the same denomination and general money structure based on an interterritorial virtual currency. So yes, we will cover it in a future episode. 
And that's it on the Alliance of Independent Nations for now, but as you can imagine, it will be appearing in almost every episode upcoming because it is a major, major part of this future time. Now then, feedback. I actually did get some. Alex says, quote, By the way, I've listened to Voice from the Void podcast today and liked it quite a lot. Listening about Star Drifter setting was really interesting. Great stuff as usual. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. That was very nice. Um, I hope it continues to be. I hope you like this one. It can be a little dry. A lot of this stuff probably doesn't make an awful lot of sense or... Who cares about the politics or political structure of a future, you know, fictional universe? But hey, whatever. This is what the show is. <laughs> so anyway, thank you, Alex. I really appreciate it. Anybody, if you have any feedback about this episode, about things you want to hear, um, just let me know. Drop me a line. You know my, you know how to get in touch with me. So just go ahead, drop me a line. I'd be happy to hear about it. Okay, and that's it for this one. Next episode, we'll get all techy on you and get into the hand-wavy nitty-gritty of Star Jump. Also, let me just advise you that my family and I will be on the road for a week or so visiting relatives, so there may be a hiccup or two in the release schedule of this podcast. Don't worry, it won't be that I've forgotten about you. It's more likely that I'm getting a full body cavity search done at the airport, so wish me luck. You have been listening to Voice from the Void, a podcast about Star Drifter and the Star Drifter universe, written and hosted by David Collins Rivera. You can contact me at lostinbronx at gmail.com. That's L-O-S-T-N-B-R-O-N-X at gmail. Check out my site at www.cavalcadeaudio.com and sign up for my newsletter. Check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash davidcollinsrivera, all one word. The theme music is a piece called Wicked Ways by Kilobyte. That's spelled K-I-L-L-A-B-Y-T-E, featuring Danica Nadeau. It is available through No Copyright Sounds at ncs.io slash wickedwaysid. This podcast contains discussion about fictional works and characters and is not meant to portray any person living or dead, nor any particular place or situation. Voice from the Void is copyright 2018 by the author and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 international license. Feel free to use it for any purpose, even commercial, and I encourage you to do so. Thank you for listening. Take care.